up, bitches! Welcome, sir. Thank you. Third time. Yeah, I feel I feel honored. Yeah, I'm you glad have you like keep a, coming back. What's the what's the uh, the max amount of like what who's who's been on the? <laughs> There's I, not a taking max. out not max, but like taking out Brian because he he was you know a co-host for a while. Like, yeah. What is like the 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 uh, the highest? I think Ken Schneck's been on probably nine or ten times. Okay, that makes sense. He's co-hosted yeah. with me a lot okay. too. Like sometimes. Because uh, I I know Ken well and and we yeah. just kind of text inter- just about other shit too and we sure. hang out and he'll every once in a while I'll be like who you got coming up and I'll mention somebody and he'll be like oh can I jump in on that sure. too so I'm sure. like yeah of course but okay. uh, he's probably been a guest probably three times but he's guest hosted six to seven times probably okay I think Pants has been on three times uh All right, so, been on. so my mark is one more time and then I'm yeah exclusive <laughs> yeah. i think tony's been on yeah I mean, i've had a couple i mean okay. i i like repeats that's great repeats are awesome because they're just they're i mean well one they're kind of easy sure. uh they're fun and also if they're a repeat that means the first one and the second one went, went well. well so yeah. i'm not worried about the thing we were talking about earlier <laughs> right <laughs> like god i hope this person's not a freaking dud yeah which i but but we were just talking about this but uh about not being able to air ones or, or someone hitting you up and saying hey man don't air that. Um, and I've yeah. had both. I had somebody. Oh, okay. I had some, so you've had people hit you up and be like, don't air the episode. Yes. Oh, wow. It started in, in strangely, too. Because I remember I, when I did the episode, um, this person was very, very nice. Uh, reserved, but nice. I thought very talented. I still think so. Yeah. And uh, um, afterwards, they were, I'm trying to keep it genderless but they're not, the, yeah, not yeah. anyone's gonna crack it but um I, you know they were like hey can you just send me the episode like, oh, that's fine. that's not an uncommon sure like, sure. sure here you go and you know they were like ah, i i don't like it i'm like oh, okay uh is there do you want me to tweak is right there like is there a certain part that we they're can like, just take i don't out? like the beginning the middle or the end oh man and um i was like okay um I, I'm sorry. Like, is, is you just don't like you didn't enjoy you don't like the way you sound, and I just couldn't get much out of it other than I didn't like it. And uh, I was like, okay, well, um, let me know what you wanted. I never heard from them again. Wild. I've only been ghosted once, where we had something scheduled, scheduled time. They never showed up, and I never heard from them again. They never were like, hey, I'm really sorry. I so I completely blanked. This happened. Nope. I just never heard from them again. And then yeah, I had one that I couldn't air because honestly, it just it got really out of control and it was bad. It's like one that I've joked around with with people about where one day I'll just put it out there when I'm just done altogether. But right. it was bad. This we will were, be my this will be my exit, my uh, swan song. I'll just yeah, put it out there. Give a shit. When I drop <laughs> this, you know I'm done. Yeah. When you see this episode, that means guiltless is is this is the done. last episode. This is the last episode. We had had this girl on and we were joking around about dating. And uh, and online dating specifically, and the sure. the running joke was, I guys should do a girl's profile and vice versa. And I was joking. I mean, by the end of the episode, we were all pretty drunk. Um, <laughs> Fair. We had built her profile. We had had multiple guys reach out to us. One send us a dick pic. 
one agreed to meet us at the Winchester, which we did go afterwards. And then another one we called live. And this, and it was, it was bad though. It was oh, like wow. catfishing and bullying all rolled into one. Sure. So and not th- just, just not no. a good look. The next day before I could even message everyone, they were messaging they were me. They were all like, like you, you can't, don't, you can't there, air that episode. I was, like, yeah, I was like, you're right. We can't. It's <laughs> so right. bad. That's yeah. Okay. But overall, no, I haven't had too many problems. Okay. I've had some good. really good ones. Some really like two or three that I wish never happened. But for sure. the most part, pretty good. I, I think I'm really That's lucky. Good. So, but yeah, the repeats are super key for me because that kind of takes the the pressure off me having to. Because some days, man, I'm just tired. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I don't know what's gonna happen like an hour before someone though I don't know shows up. I might just be depressed and tired, and I'm like, I really wish this wasn't happening. And or, and the, al- that. or the alcohol kicks in a lot faster, and you're oh, yeah. prepared. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, how's yeah. this person gonna handle this? I don't oh. know them. <laughs> <laughs> or like I've had. And I've done it. I've had guests do it where we just, it, we get, we have so much fun that we, it just kind of goes off the rails. Yeah. I had one come on here where my wife came down the next day and was like, how much did you guys have to drink? And I was like, <laughs> all of it. And I thought I was, I was like, I had, I think two beers and he had like nine. This guy had, there were empties all around that chair that Wild. you're in, like behind it to the side, like he was putting them in the bucket. I'm like, I didn't realize he had that much to drink. And he's like, all right, I'm out of here. And he drove home. And it was like two hours. And he made so, it home? Or uh, you never heard never from him Never talked to him. <laughs> no, I did talk to him again. Okay. <laughs> so he made it home. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, that, would, that, was a, that was a time. He did make it home, but we don't condone that. <laughs> no, I don't. I've called people Ubers here before. <laughs> there you go. When they're like, I'm in Lakewood. I'm like, let me call you an Uber. Yeah. I feel really bad. Yeah. This is easy for me. I got to get up the stairs. Right. Like you right. have to drive have to go somewhere. Home. Fuck yeah. that, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's so great. For... It's so great to be back. Oh, I'm glad you came back. Oh, yeah. when you, I forgot. So when you, so you mess. It's Noah Ryan, everyone. If you haven't already figured this out, what's up, guys? But um, <laughs> I don't remember. I remember when you messaged me. I remember we did talk about it. But the yeah. milestone was what? So, yeah. So I was on. The last time I was on, we did current events. Yes. and uh, Or two of us did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was I was like, well, I definitely want to be back on because I love this podcast. It's great. I love – it's just a vibe. It's a hangout. And uh, I, at the time, was at – on Instagram, I had like 100 and – I don't know, 130 – Hundred and twenty five thousand. I don't know. I had some some kind of number, and I was like, "Well, I wanna I wanna make one fifty, one fifty, one hundred and fifty thousand. That's a big milestone. I wanna make that. I wanna make that my my episode. We'll we'll come in. We'll do we'll do whiskey and cake, and we'll just we'll we'll hang out. But I had three or four viral videos in the course of a week. Nice. And I skyrocketed past that number, and I was like, I'm just gonna wait till two hundred. And then I'll hit him up and be like, "Yo, well, we have even something yeah. bigger to celebrate." So now I'm at two twelve out of at, as of today. So two hundred. So, when did we schedule? This? Maybe a month, maybe we, three weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah, so the, I've so I've gained twelve thousand in like three weeks. That's awesome, man. That <laughs> yeah, really it's, is. It's that great. is so cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and it, I couldn't be happier. That's awesome. That's a lot of things that kind of. I mean, first it was it's like want to get to one fifty, got to two hundred. Now I'm at two twelve. That's and, and I. The numbers, like, it doesn't mean anything other than it's just kind of wild. But, like, I looked. Um, Anthony Volpe, he just won the gold glove. He is the shortstop for the New York Yankees. He's their rookie. Um, he has 
hundred uh, he has two hundred and ten thousand followers. So I have two thousand more followers than a guy who just won the gold glove for my favorite team. Like that's <laughs> that's that's wild to me. Like of course eventually he's gonna surpass me, but like that's to me that's just mind like I have more followers than can fit in any of the stadiums in Cleveland. And that's not me, like, bragging. Like, I'm not, like, but, like, that to wrap my mind around, like, how many people that is. Like, I have, I don't know how many people fit in Brown Stadium, but it's not 200,000. Like, you can't. Well, I I don't think, that's not, you're in the comedy entertainment realm. I mean, you need exposure. This is exactly what you're supposed to have. But it's just, so it's just, but it's just mind-boggling to me to wrap my mind around that number. Like, that's, that's so many people and i don't even have a fraction of what some people on instagram have which is wild oh yeah oh yeah like yeah. people have a million so like uh cristiano ronaldo i think he has the most instagram it's followers like of any man or yeah and it's like how he could post a picture of his big toe and have it go viral. Like and have that's, 40 million that's, likes. Like, right, sweet toe, bro. Right. Like, that's wild. <laughs> Looking forward to the other four. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah but, that, but I think, for, obviously, he's got a couple things going for him. He's one of the, I, I assume, best European football players of all time. Of all time, he's very yeah. very good. Yeah. He's slightly attractive. Um, yeah. He's also in a global sport. Like oh, yeah. People for, I think we've talked about this before, but... You know, this is why basketball and, and the WNBA is not a global sport. Barely a regional sport, <laughs> but it's like outside the U.S. Like, like football is huge. It's life. It's just yeah. it never really caught on here. It's still big. Obviously, people like it, but that guy has you know every other country in the yeah. world. Yeah, you know, looking at him is one of the best. I mean, that's. I mean, LeBron can't touch that. No. LeBron is still a global figure, and he is still. Half, I think, the recognition yeah. that Ronaldo is. Yeah. I mean, that's, but yeah, that's a really, I got it. I looked at it right before you came on, too. But, but before we get into that, so the, the the growth. So the last time you came on, it was right before the Southern Tier show. So that would have been like August. Yeah. So from August, I mean, that's less than six months to grow 80,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's I had fuck that. Grab a brag about that. Yeah, That's I'm fine. pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about it. Uh they and they were all from different kinds of ways. Like I had I had three viral mm, four viral videos, three in the same week. Like one so I, I do these videos called Preschool Apprentice for those that don't know, and it's just Donald Trump if he was a preschooler. And it's it's outrageous how many people like these videos. I, I enjoy them, but like I there, it's kind of one of these things, and I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but it's like you do something that you know is good, but you kind of think it's stupid that other people think it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I, it's like I don't understand why people like them so much, but they do, so I keep doing it. But uh, I had I posted one on like a Tuesday viral. Wednesday I made a new one viral. And then like Thursday or Friday uh, I did the Booger Up podcast, had posted one of our clips viral. So the combination of all three of those being viral, and when I say viral, I mean oh, a million or north hits. Like each video had at least a million, and most of those have three or four, which That's is great. like wild. Is that actually the definition of viral? I don't know. So viral. So there's like since it's there's like to me. <laughs> a, there's like semi-viral. So when I when I have a vid, when a video does well for me, I consider a video doing well 
it's all relative to your size of audience, right? So like I've got 200,000. So a video doing well for me, like 30,000 views is good. Like that's a good video. It's just, it's good. Um, if you have a hundred thousand, if you have a hundred followers, a thousand views is great. Like that's, so it's all relative to like what you have yeah. size wise, but like uh viral, pretty much anything North of a hundred thousand is viral. Cause if you're a hundred thousand views, you're, you're like, you're either locally viral or you're viral in a specific state or a specific country. If you're a million, that's like, that's viral, viral. Like that's, for sure viral. But I would say viral is anything north of 100,000. And the combination of those three videos just – it was – every single day I was gaining fifteen to 2,000 followers a day. Like That's 1,500 to 2,000 followers a day. <clears throat> That's good. Well, I've yeah. seen – well, your clips, TikTok, Instagram, all the, the reels, are they're good. They're well done. And I have seen the, the baby – I don't know what you call it, the baby the Trump preschool one. apprentice. They're hilarious. Yeah, yeah. They're really, really funny. Thank you. And then the boogered up clips because that's a yeah. great podcast and they're yeah. really good at – they're really good at everything. The sound, the video, the reels, the clips. They're really – and it's just yeah. overall you it's said well, you had a well great well production. Time. I did. Yeah. I, yeah, those those not to come on your podcast and be oh, like, I go check care. out another podcast. No, <laughs> but, you should. But like it's those a really guys, good podcast. Yeah, it's a really good podcast and I'd be – I would do a disservice to the podcasting world, especially in the Cleveland area, to not mention them because they're they're great and if you have a chance to get on there do it because they're just yeah they're oh yeah dudes. i had no problem with that there's yeah. a lot i like a lot of bill squire's got a good podcast yeah. the locally grown girls i just went yeah. on their podcast i, oh, I okay. love there you go I, I love having other podcasts on talking about there's it's the internet's huge there's plenty oh, yeah. of room for everybody oh yeah and yeah theirs is very good they've had a lot of the same guests on so i i, I do like theirs a lot yeah. I, I definitely support that yeah the uh yeah it was funny when we, we were talking about the milestone, because I think we might have even talked about this last time. Um, if anyone doesn't know, and I'm guessing you don't, uh, the WNBA finals happened again. This was a big topic last time that that you were here. And it wasn't a, because I think people hear these things and they think that we're dogging the WNBA. No, I think we were like, very open. Yeah. The WNBA has a massive marketing problem. Yeah, because when you think about what you've been able to do, or think about anyone else that's been on here, like Joey Kent, Sir Yacht, he's 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 five hundred, six hundred thousand on TikTok, a couple maybe a hundred thousand singular people that have kind of figured this out to promote themselves. I mean, I'm like, you tell me, you can't find some content creators that know their shit to run the WNBA. Yeah, like their YouTube page, I think, has something like two hundred and twenty-four thousand followers. I think. I was looking the other day, but I was blown away by it. Not because of how, because 200,000, 300,000, that's good, but not for an organization that should have. Like the, the WNBA Instagram page has 2 million. 2 million. Okay. Which, that's, okay. That's fine. <laughs> but the NBA has 84.5. Yes. Like there's a huge marketing issue. Th that's if, a problem. If you could, you could take away, you could take away the amount of followers that the WNBA has from the NBA's account, and they'd still have 80 million. <laughs> that's that, that's, that's a, way a marketing to look at. problem. And I'm not, this is, again, not a dig at all, but the thing that's been very common from a looking good-wise is, I can't say that some of those 2 million aren't bought or bullshit followers, too. Yeah. Because the WNBA is like, well, guys, we can't have 300,000 And I said this followers. last time, and it's still funny to me. Have you ever met a fan? Of the WNBA. No. No. They did, like, there was a, 
there was a content creator, some sort of, well, he might have been a rapper. I don't know. Rapper, content creator. He got banned from the WNBA <laughs> for sleeping courtside. He like bought like he, four. He, he bought like four tickets. courtside tickets, and he stretched out over like four chairs, and he just slept. And like, see, that's disrespectful. Super. Like, I, I understand why that guy gets banned. I'm not saying props to him. I'm just saying that's how much people do not care about this sport, and it's because there's a marketing issue, and and they refuse to lower the rims. That's if they lowered, couple- if they lowered the rims a couple more inches, you would have. The most athletic dunks you've ever seen. Yeah. Because these women, these women, are like, you and I have nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, these women are super athletic. They're super talented. Like, you watch them on the world stage when they go to the Olympics. They trounce everybody. Oh, they, like they walk through They them. walk yes. through it. Yeah, it's like not it, even close. It, The athleticism is off the charts. But the reality is, it's just, it's boring to watch people just lay the ball up over and over again. That's why the NBA is so exciting because there is the chance of someone dunking on your mom. Yeah. Like just straight up posterizing you. And if you lowered the rims, it's not a, hey, you can't do this, so we're going to help you out. It's literally, hey, we need to make the game more exciting. Yeah. Because you you still play defense. Like it's not like if you lower the rims, it's going to mean everyone is now dunking. There are going to be women who can't dunk. Yeah. There are going to be women who can't have the athleticism to poster another woman standing under the rim. Like, you think there's going to be a lot of women who are going to poster Brittany Griner? No. No. <laughs> no. No, that's not going to happen. No. no. That's not. No. So, it, I don't know. They just they need to do something, whether it's a marketing, whether it's lowering the rims and marketing, or just, I don't know. But we yeah. literally we literally had this discussion, and then you hit me up, and you were like, do you know the WNBA finals are done? I was like, it happened. We missed so it. So wild. Like, we just missed it. Like, literally, the span of the last time I was here to now, the NBA, fi- uh, the WNBA finals have come and gone. And I think more people probably watched the in season tournament that the NBA just yeah. had than watched the finals. In fact, in the time since you were here last time, the entire season, the playoffs and the finals, I think, have happened. Because it's a lot shorter season that yeah. I do know. Yeah. It's like 30 games. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was. And again, when we were talking about this, we weren't dogging the WM. We were no. saying if we went outside and just stood on Detroit and the next hundred people that we talked to and we asked them when the season was, or if it was going we could ask them, is it going on right now? I think ninety five of them would I not think know. you could even ask name one WNBA team. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would I, I would say nine out of ten people could not name one WNBA team. I don't think so either. And the only reason I can name one is because I lived in Connecticut and we have a WNBA team. It's the Connecticut Sun. I only know the New York Liberty. Oh, the what's the LA team? Uh, Are they the Galaxy or is that a soccer team? This is a soccer team, I the think. The New York Liberty, that's the one I do know. Yeah. I don't know any other ones. That's what I'm saying. And if we can't, who like yeah. you know, casually or I, I aggressively follow sports, like the average person who doesn't care about sports is not going to well, be able to name one team. That's a good point. You just because you do you do pay attention to yeah. sports. Not only do you pay attention to sports, you're on social media because of all the things you're kind of posting and following and taking care of. Because yeah. you're you're building, you're following, and yeah. that you couldn't even come across that the finals were occurring. No, that, that's uh, what I mean. Reason, they have a problem. The only with that. reason I knew that they uh that they happened is because I follow Bleacher Report on Instagram. Yeah, and Bleacher Report posted stuff about it 
And <laughs> it's just that was it. I just couldn't believe that that happened. Um, when we were, it, t- ma- it made me chuckle so much. Yeah, because we talked about it, and then it happened right before our eyes. We were like, "When is this going to happen?" And then pew, pew, it happened. The same thing that we said is the biggest problem is that no one knows when it's happening. So how can they? How can you build up stars if nobody's watching? It's, Which, it, this is great whiskey, by the way. Oh yeah. So yeah. oh, and we, we talked about uh, you know that we were going to have a whiskey and cake for the celebration. We yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, we got the Long Branch, which uh, thank you Matthew McConaughey for duping all me right, into that. It's right, actually good right. whiskey, and it's like forty bucks. But the commercial did get me. It's a really cool, quick one. Yeah, it's probably one of the best whiskeys out there. <laughs> we got whiskey. We got cake. It's going to be a great day. And it has been. Yeah. And uh, you made a cake. I, I thought you were going to get like a Pepperidge Farm cake, which I'd have been fine with. But you made, I saw you walking up and I saw the tinfoil. I was like, holy shit, he made a cake. You know, I went to Target this morning after uh, after I went to, to uh, church and uh, I was going to buy just a regular like store made cake and I didn't see any. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to buy a box and we're going to box this up. Good for you. Yeah. You ever done that before? Yeah, I lo- I went to culinary school. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember. Okay. Yeah, for like a year. And then I didn't like the egos in the kitchen, so I I got out of there. But Oh, so you went to comedy where everything's a lot more tame. Oh yeah. There's not there's there's <laughs> no, no egos, egos in comedy. <laughs> what no problems there, man. Never. No no one ever thinks they're funnier than anyone else. <laughs> that's not a thing. That's been coming up a lot with the uh uh Ah, uh, what's that pretty dude's name? Matt Rife. Matt Rife. Yeah, I knew that's you were been uh, that's been something that, and even me, kind of casually following. Yeah. Uh, the thing I've seen recently, I think people are now feeling comfortable to bash him, and by that I mean other comics. Yeah. Seen I, a, lo- a lot of comics will just do videos and say, "Here's why Matt Rife's comedy special was terrible," and I see a lot of. I that. watched. So my thing is, if there's a viral opinion about something. I try to educate myself on whatever that is and then formulate my own opinion, even if it aligns with the viral opinion. Because off the bat, when he dropped that special, the viral opinion is, screw this guy. This sucks. This is unfunny. He's getting rid of his entire audience. What is he doing? He's canceled. This, that, and the other. And I was like, all right. The one hand, I'm kind of happy about this. Just because I didn't really like the guy to begin with. But on the other, I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to sit and I'm going to watch this whole hour-long special. Okay. So I, the, med- the, the minute it came out, I was like, all right. Girlfriend went to bed. I, I uh, got Netflix, booted it up, watched the special. I When I watch comedy, when I watch a band, when I see any, any form of live entertainment – I am, even if it's not my style going into it, I always try to A, keep an open mind, but B, try to enjoy it. If if it's comedy, I always try to laugh. Like I'm looking for the laugh. I'm not going to force it. It's got to come natural, but I want to laugh. If I'm watching a movie, I want to enjoy it. If I'm watching a band, I want to dance. Like I want to get groovy. And... So when I watch specials, I always go into it with an open mind. If someone says, hey, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen, or if someone says, hey, this is the unfunniest thing I've ever seen, I go into it saying, all right, someone said this is unfunny, but I'm going to clean that out, and I'm just going to watch it. And if I laugh organically, that person just didn't find that funny, and that's cool. And I kid you not, I 
watched the entire special. I laughed out loud zero times. Really? And that's not to say that the special is unfunny because comedy is very subjective. So there might be people in the world that watched it. And I think there were because I saw tweets, but who knows with Twitter or X as I guess it's called. I don't know. Yes. Um, I will call it Twitter forever. But um, that find it funny and good for them because that's subjective and it's comedy. But I did not. And I, I just – with the whole Matt Rife thing, it's like for me, like with comedians, right? Like you – if you are the best as a comic, or even put in terms of music, because there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are musically inclined, it's like, if you are Jimi Hendrix, like, or if you are Jimmy Page, whoever your favorite guitarist is, they are the best at what they do because they have a specific style that no one else can do. They have a specific – like if you hear a Jimi Hendrix song, obviously there's kids that will mess around and they'll try to copy Jimmy's style. But like you know that's a Hendrix song. Yeah. Like you can listen to it if you're – obviously the casual music person is not going to pick up on it. But if you're a savant – big word Sunday. But if you're a savant, you're going to pick up on it. Like same with comedy. If you are like Jerry Seinfeld or uh, Richard Pryor – those guys have – they have created a genre. They have transcended whatever genre they were in. Like they are the guy. And Matt Reif, when you look at him objectively, doesn't do anything better than anyone else. He's just good at it. Like crowd work. He's not the only comedian that does crowd work. He's also not the only comedian that does crowd work well. It's not to say there, there's a lot of people that just want to hate to hate. Like, ah, oh, Matt sure. Rife sucks. No, he doesn't. If you watch his crowd work, he's very funny. But he's not doing crowd work better than anyone else. Everyone else is just not as viral as Matt Rife. I've seen so many comics do crowd work that are just as good, if not better, than Matt Rife. But that's not to say Matt Rife is bad. So it's a weird, like, place that people are in where it's like, Erg, Matt Rife, he sucks. But it's like, he doesn't suck. He just shouldn't be where he is, in my opinion, because he's he hasn't taken a genre and taken it to new places. Yeah, I and I I agree with everything he said. The I think he's also a product of the times, too. Hmm. Um, I think that's a big thing. So, so what you're talking about from a comedy standpoint, completely agree. I've yeah. seen people in... I have seen... I don't want to say unknown, but obviously not well-known comics in New York that are light years ahead of what I've seen him. They're just yeah. incredibly, incredibly funny. Yeah. They're in New York right now, and they're hitting the clubs day in, day out. Maybe got 15,000 followers, but incredibly funny, incredibly talented, are really good at their craft. But with you know, with him, I, I, I think a lot of people have referred to him as like a, a TikTok comic, and I, I know that comes off as, a, as an insult, but I, I understand... I think more of what that means and that it means it's somebody that is, again, a modern day comic that you can turn into something because that one, he's an attractive guy. He's young. He has a, I know people are like, you know, this, you can't deny at least he's, he's in arenas, dude. you yeah, know, he's I mean, in arenas. So someone likes him. <laughs> he was on, he was on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I like mean, he's, he's, he's doing these things now. Yeah. 
I don't think that he's like a, a longevity. He's not going to be at the top of the game in five years, three years. No, you know, because well, he doesn't have the material for yeah. it. And eventually, the the the, the good it, looking guy thing is going to fade, and then they're going to be like, "Is he?" And not that anyone that cares is or who has sway in the world is listening to this episode of this podcast, <laughs> listening to us talk about Matt Rife. Not that it matters, but it's like I, I'm not saying that he's untalented. There's a lot of people that are. Because they don't like how he's risen to power or fame, you know, yeah, oh yeah. are like, oh, he's not funny. It's like, well, you have to be somewhat funny to get that. Like, those clips are not going to go viral if it's not funny. Like, viral, and this is, I, this is just on my end of things, just because I know what it looks like. I've been doing content, I've been really doing it since 2020, but I've been doing content since 2015. And that's almost 10 years. And I have i didn't have my first viral video until 2020. So that's like five years without a viral video. Like the amount of people are like, oh, this overnight success. People like Matt Reif, I listened to an, an interview he did. He was, there's a, there's a comedy festival called New Faces. And it's one of the biggest ones that where the new people in the comedy world get seen. A lot of people do SNL off of that. Like, if you're good, you get on new faces, and then people see you and you go places. So the um, he and his buddy ran a show, and they pitched it to this festival. And the festival was like, this is a great show. We'd love to have the show on our festival. And they were like, awesome. And they were like, we don't want Matt. We just want the show and Matt's co-host, which is wild. Like the festival didn't want Matt. And then the night before, and Matt was like, they were like, we don't care if you come and do it, but we're not going to pay for your flight. We're not going to fly you out there. We're not going to pay you. If you want to come and do the show, fine. We'll let you, but like, we don't want you. And then the night before that festival, his first video goes viral and then everything changes. So it's, it's very weird like, clearly where he was, and he had been working at stand-up for a while, was not going anywhere. And then he got the viral success. So people were like, erg, like, this guy is not funny. But, like, he was working hard, and then he got famous, and then he was like, yeah, like, I'm cool, I'm funny. Like, I, it was just kind of a vibe switch. Because at first, he's he's got stand-up. And I watched a video of this guy on TikTok that had gone and seen Matt Rife live before he was Matt Rife. And he said he was super funny, off the cuff, had like not even crowd work, just like regular sets, super funny because he was trying to prove something. And then a switch flipped when he didn't have to prove anything. And so I think a lot of what grinds a lot of people's gears is the attitude. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know if you saw this, but then when people had a problem with his special, he posted a link to special needs helmets. Yeah. Like that's I don't I don't vibe with that. Well, also, I think, and it's so hard to tell the timeline of some of these things, too, because there's also a clip of him uh, being interviewed that's been circulating. The problem with the with this is that I don't know if this was five years ago right. or if it was before the special, but he is basically he is saying that uh, anyone that is that is you know, just hates you just to hate you. It's because they're jealous of you. I kind of have an idea about what he was trying to say, maybe, but it came off very bad. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that was his intention. And also, I don't have the context. 
that that may have been pieced up a lot and sure. then released to make it look like He's he thinks guy. everyone hates him because they're jealous of him. And uh, which is so not I don't the know. Case. Which it's and I'm sure that is the case for a lot of people. But yeah. that also didn't help. No, the helmet thing didn't help at all. No. Um, it almost is quick. We were talking about somebody that can kind of stay in the public eye. I mean, it's also the same thing in terms of that. Like, and his, his, that would have died off, I think. But he that stretched it out even longer. I think. And his his uh, one of his idols because they both grew up in Ohio was Dave Chappelle, and he loved Dave Chappelle. And I think he's done a show with Dave Chappelle. He's been kind of under Dave's wing, and it's like people have tried to cancel Dave for years like left and right every time dave does a show he gets canceled but he's dave Chappelle. you can't cancel him yeah and the reason you can't cancel is because he doesn't acknowledge it yes. he literally just says i don't care like you guys can cancel me if you want like i'm just gonna go get a million and do another arena yeah like he more than a million but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's dave Chappelle. but like but that's the thing like he's not sending you a link to a special needs helmet <laughs> like that's he's just not even acknowledging the fact that you don't like him and i think yeah. if matt reif did that then a lot less people would have an issue but because there was the whole here's this link to a special needs helmet and yeah you know if you if you don't like my special you can kind of f off and it's like why yeah if you if if someone doesn't like your jokes if you're getting canceled quote unquote just don't entertain it and it'll go away yeah like uh Louis C.K. kind of uh, like he 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 got canceled initially for probably something he should have gotten canceled for, but you know did his whole thing, came back, now he's touring again, and he did the same kind of thing. I'm not saying that I excuse what he did, but uh, that's the same kind of thing. He didn't really address it. Now he dresses it on stage. Yeah, he, so he yeah. flips it. And that, and that's what I'm talking. It's a, if you don't address it and you use it as a weapon instead of, oh, you don't like me. Oh, here's the thing. Like, I don't know. Well, his approach was essentially ask, answering the question before it was asked. Mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's it's actually part of his some of his bits. His bits, yeah. You know, he one of them is like, well, it's been a weird few years for me. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> and it, it's almost like he's not coming out and saying exactly what it was. Right. He's assuming, and rightfully so, everyone does know, and he's building, yeah, building laughs around that. I mean, it's, I'm the same thing. Like I, I really had a hard time wrapping my head around what he did. Yeah. Like I don't get it. Why? I don't. Yeah. But whatever. But yeah. But yeah, like there's a lot of them. Like I mean, how many times have had people come after like Bill Burr? But when you you can't come after somebody and cancel them if they don't if they care. don't care, Bill yeah. Burr does not give a shit. He does not give a no, flying he doesn't rat's care. ass. And you know maybe if Matt, I'm ugh, I'm not a PR person, but if you know if someone interviews Matt Rife and they're like you get a lot of backlash, and his response is look, you're not required to come see me. Yeah, you know what I understand that comedy. It's just going to ruffle feathers sometimes. It is what it is. It's not real. I don't believe those things. It is an act, in fact a joke. Everyone's entitled to feel what they want. That's all I can really say about it. I can't. But to just almost tell everyone your feelings are, are invalid or especially nowadays, you can't tell people their feelings are invalid. No, everyone's <laughs> going to cry about it. You just got to wait 20 minutes before someone figures something else out to get upset about. Yep. Which I think that's what he should have done. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's his plan. I don't know. But it was, it was a lot of, uh, I don't know. That's just been... 
that is, unlike the WNBA, I have not been able to escape. <laughs> it's everywhere. I don't even look for it, and I find that stuff with Matt Rife. Yeah, and I think, I think there's also a lot of comedians that are pushing it. Oh yeah, like there I, are. there's a lot of uh, people in the lower wells of comedy, and I only say lower wells not not in skill level, just in notoriety and status. Yeah, there's that 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 are like, we're gonna push this guy so he is done. Because we don't like that we've been working this hard and we aren't there. And it's a weird mix of... From the sideline, like, I have a weird look at Matt Reif. Because it's like, on the one hand, he is funny. Because you can't get where you're at without at least making someone laugh. Like yeah, it's, you can't be unfunny. No. Yeah. And you can't be doing arenas if you're unfunny. But he's not funny... It, to me, at least, like objectively, like subjectively, whatever. Like, so it's a weird mix of like, you shouldn't be where you are, but you deserve to be where you are. And everyone else is right, but they're wrong. Like, it's a very weird circumstance because it's not like, it's not like any other comedian. Like, it's a very, like, it's a very strange situation because if you say anything, you're right. But if you say anything, you're also wrong. Because yeah. there's a lot of uninformed opinions, and there's a lot of people with jealousy intertwined making comments about it. A lot of like when I first, a lot of piling on. When I first yeah. saw Matt Rife, I was like, "All right, like he does crowd work. I don't do that, so kudos for him." But like, he's not that funny. Like, why do people like him so much? And then my girlfriend was like, "Why do she like?" Was just like he's funny. Like I don't know why. Like. You have such a, like, a eh, you just hate him. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I do. Let me look at this from an open mind. And then from them, I, like, try to find his specials. I watched them on YouTube. I enjoyed one of his specials on YouTube. I was like, okay, he's legitimately funny. And then I saw the special, and I was like, uh, bad note. So I don't know. Like, it's a very interesting topic. Oh, it's, oh, you go, you go on for hours just, just on this alone because it. And podcasts have. <laughs> oh, I know, man. <laughs> It's 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 a I, I do see a lot of comics and uh, no one that I know like I haven't seen anyone local. In fact, I think uh, I saw a lot of local guys prior to his special coming out. I'm okay right now. Prior to his special coming out, uh, they were like, uh, "Stop bagging on Matt Rife. If you don't like him, just don't go." I saw a lot of local guys yeah. see that. Just yeah. like you don't like him, don't go see him. Yeah, this is a, now. I mean, the floodgates have really opened. And again, I'm not saying local guys have done this, but I've seen. Like a video, like an Instagram of of somebody, and it turns out they're a comic. I don't know any of them, sure, but they're uh, they're like, here's why, and I think I mentioned before, here's why Matt Rife's comedy special isn't funny. Forget the domestic violence. And for anyone that doesn't know, the main reason that he's getting a lot of shit right now, and I think people are seeing this opening, is he makes a domestic violence joke. I don't remember the exact wording of it, but it was something making light of somebody that he thought was being abused in a relationship. So you know, people jumped on that, and then but then. I, it seems like almost like an, like do you remember when it was finally okay for people to jo joke about Jesse Smollett? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and it, to me, it's funny you bring him up. It's when he appeared in Chappelle's set when Chappelle for I want to say Sticks and Stones. Yep. Did like this four minute bit about Jesse Smollett? Like oh, okay, now it's okay because literally no one believes this anymore. And that became the time, and then that's it. Everyone's everyone joked around, posted everything it was funny. And I think after the special, I think for him it's obviously a little different. I think there were a lot of people 
hoping he was going to fall or looking for that opening, and and they found it. And uh, it's been a lot of that, but it's been a lot of the critiquing of. Uh, uh, they weren't really saying anything about the domestic violence thing. The comics that I saw, they were like, similar to what you said, they're like, here's why I just don't think it's very funny. It's it's not, look, he's he's allowed to make jokes about whatever he wants. Yeah. There's countless comics that do that. I mean, if you're mad at this, you would hate Anthony Jeselnik. Oh, yeah. I mean, he says some of the lot. Jeselnik is wild. He's a genius. He's a genius. I've watched he's wild. Mo- every one if of his specials multiple times. If you don't have a problem with, and I when I say dark, I mean dark heavy-handedly. If you don't have a problem with dark comedy, Six you'll love Jeselnik. Dark. Yeah, but I mean, if you have even the remotest twinge of I don't like that, don't don't watch Jeselnik. But he's brilliant. He also leans into it. He doesn't apologize. Yeah, he, no. He's he's like then don't come. I don't give a shit. Plenty of people. Look, he's like there's three thousand people here, so I don't need three thousand and one to survive. I'll be right. all right. But uh, yeah, that's a. It's just it's a. It's a lot of that. Uh, I've seen a lot of that. But it's more yet kind of like what you said. They're like, I watched the special, which I think they should. It's better than just saying, I thought it sucked. And they're like, she didn't think it was funny. I don't think it's this. I think it's, a lot of them said it's subpar at best. But he does have a lot of things working for him. And again, I mentioned the the TikTok comic. I don't remember this girl's name. I think her name is Charlie DeMille or something oh, like Charlie that. Oh, Charlie DeMille, yeah. 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 She is, I think, is the, is the largest TikTok following of, of all time right now. Or yeah. top five. Yeah. And when you think about this, this girl is world famous for doing dances that other people have done to songs that someone else wrote. Yeah. Like, that's her fame. Yeah. is just making a five-second or eight-second or ten-second video over a song that she didn't write or a dance that's been done a thousand times. Yeah. And she's famous for that. And I think maybe but he I, figured out the the the, uh, the quote-unquote algorithm or formula to, the thing, to capitalize on that. And the thing with that, I think that the, this, the parallel is there, specifically with Charlie D'Amelio. What people don't understand is that Charlie is a... I wouldn't... I would say world famous now just because of her status, but um, she is a... um, a renowned dancer in real life. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, she did... She's done dance since she was, like, three. And she did world competitions. Like, she's done, like, professional, like ballet she's done jazz she's done like all this like she's done actual dance and so when she did the tiktok thing it was just kind of like haha and it went viral and it just kept going viral and so people had critiqued her for that but like off the screen she's a fantastic dancer i didn't know that part yeah so and i think matt rife same kind of thing he does the crowd work if you watch his actual stand-up, like on his YouTube, he's got like three specials. Funny dude. But people just say, oh, he's the crowd work guy. And I think you get pigeonholed when someone says, and this, I, I understand this on a lower level. I'm not the viral sensation that either of those guys are, but I've had my share of virality. And I do an impression of Donald Trump. And I get pigeonholed all the time as that's the Trump guy. This guy does Trump, 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 Trump. I do 200 impressions. Trump is one of 200. Like that's, that's not even a fraction of what I do. I do other stuff outside of Trump and I'm funny outside of Trump. So it's like, and that's not me tooting my own horn. I'm just like, so there's interesting people find, people find smartly. They find like me, like I know if I want to go somewhere, and I want to get viral. 
the Trump stuff is going to get me viral. So I make it. Charlie D'Amelio, the TikTok dances are going to get her viral. They have. They will. They will keep doing. The crowd work for Matt Reif is going to skyrocket his career. It has and it will. So it's finding that niche within them. And I think people are just mad that that's happening. And it's like you could do that with whatever you're good at. Yeah. Like you can find a niche if you play guitar. You can find the avenue to get a viral video doing the basic hacky guitar stuff. Like maybe you play Wonderwall. Like that's as hacky as probably guitar gets just playing Wonderwall. <laughs> but <laughs> but like that's the thing people don't realize is that there is talent behind a lot of the viral stuff you see. Even if you're like, this is one viral. Like she's not doing anything. Yeah. Well, saying but it's the you know you come across oh it went viral and then you see it, you're like really, but kind of like and you've mentioned this a couple of times like yeah just because I don't get it doesn't mean the four million people that watched it didn't get it yeah there's also another side of this too, um, and I think it all probably applies to everyone that we've discussed. Have you ever seen the movie Private Parts, the Howard Stern movie? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the best part of this movie and, and there's so many great parts. The movie's brilliant. But there's something. Shout in out this, Paul Giamatti. Oh, so funny! Oh my God, it's so funny! It's so so funny. And but there's this part in the movie when they're really when WNBC is really trying to get rid of him. So they're doing yeah. all this analysis, and this this was so ahead of its time because it's completely accurate today too. In anything that you talk about, comedy, TikTok, politics, the Facebook algorithm, whatever it is, because. They were like, okay, so how much does the average person listen to him? And they're like, 38 minutes or something like that. Yeah. And they're like, and they're the most common answer that they say is why they listen is because I want to hear what he wants to say. And then he's like, all right, well, what about the people that hate him? And they're like, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. The people that hate him listen to him for an average of 57 minutes. <laughs> and the guy's like, if they hate him, why are they listening to them? Yeah. He's like, because people will actually watch something that they hate because they want to dislike it. You know, most people that like, uh, if you've ever seen that, uh, the antisocial network, something like that, it's something like that on, on Netflix, but it's about this, like if you're on Facebook and you're watching a video of something that you hate or someone you hate, it's just going to keep popping up in your Facebook feed Oh yeah, because you watched it and that's what's going to keep happening. And I think yeah. people are inclined to dislike that. I mean, if you look at Matt Reif, I bet a lot of those people are following him to dislike him or to make a shitty comment on his Instagram or TikTok about how he's not talented. Yeah. But they're still following him and they're still watching him. Yeah. I mean, it's can we, it's wild. Can we pause for a second yeah. in the bathroom? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Right, it's actually, I'm glad you had to go to the bathroom because I got more cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I don't have cake on every episode. This is brilliant. Cake and whiskey. It's a great combination. It really is. People don't think about it. No, I like to have a... The rare times that I have dessert, it's like at a nicer restaurant, and I'll have like an espresso or something like that with the dessert, and it's amazing. But whiskey might be better. (laughs) I don't think I'm alone in that either. Yeah, no. When I hit... Because I hit... For last last Christmas, my my uncle gave me a nice little bottle of Maker's Mark. And, Mm. you know, just... Makers is nice, and uh, I was like, I'm going to save this for a special occasion. So when I hit 100,000, I was like, oh, perfect. Crack open the bottle of Makers, Mark, and I had some cake, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat this cake and sip whiskey, and I was like, 
This is such a great combo. No yeah. one thinks about this. It's great. These are fantastic. <laughs> also, like makers are good. Like this, this one we're drinking is forty dollars. Yeah. Like there's, I don't have. Well, I have a kid now, so there's never going to be a four hundred dollar bottle in my house. Right. If I came yeah. home with a four hundred dollar bottle of whiskey, I'm like, <laughs> oh, you got the receipt? Take that shit back. Yeah, you take fucking it back idiot. now. Yep. <laughs> Right. Our kid wants to go to school eventually. You want to go to college eventually. <laughs> <laughs> or at least preschool. <laughs> Dad, you have, any, you have any college money for me? No, but I do have a $400 bottle of whiskey. No, do you basement. like Elmer T, though? <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on down. Right. This is better than school, son. But yeah, all the ones I have are, I, there's nothing up there that's over 60 bucks. That's the wonderful thing about alcohol. Yeah, it is. Is you can find um, gems that are not expensive that taste amazing. Like I what I don't know what it was, but I I, I did a wine tasting one time. I think it was when I was doing the culinary track and they gave they 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 gave us like a a $5 bottle of wine, a $10 bottle of wine, a $20 bottle of wine, a 50 and then like something that was like 3 to $500 bottle of wine. Mm. And like the difference between the five to twenty was crazy, but the difference between the twenty and the five hundred was like, why did we spend five hundred dollars? No idea. <laughs> I don't have that. I yeah. don't. I have with some of like the whiskeys and bourbons, but even then, I have a limit. And I know if you're a sommelier, like if you obviously, know your yeah. stuff, obviously you'll see that you'll taste the different notes. I yeah. think they they describe it as. But like, if you're the general alcohol connoisseur or food connoisseur you're not gonna taste that much of a difference between great and amazing no you're gonna taste the difference between okay and good yeah you're gonna taste the difference between good and great but that great to amazing really hard to find that like i I don't yeah it's it also but i think with well i think with everything it's going to be also taste and preference but because I agree, especially in terms of wine. I go down the street to Rossi's where I get all my beer, all my wine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, the last time I went down there, I got like four bottles, or like 20, 28 bucks a piece, you yeah. know, which for me is all spending a lot on wine. Sure. Because I don't really, but my wife is like, you know what? We're adults. We don't have to keep buying $6 bottles. Right. <laughs> and I was like, you know, and I did notice a difference. I, I was like, yeah. oh, you know what? This is a lot better. Yeah. I do like it. It's good. Um, but I've also I've been at client dinners and some asshole client because he knows he's not paying has ordered a three hundred dollar bottle of wine. Yep. And I tried it. I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. This yeah. is fucking stupid. This is stupid. <laughs> but I think the only thing I can really tip like beer, I can. I drink a lot. Of, <laughs> not say this in a scary way. Yeah. I do drink a lot of beer, but I sure. mean I. I like you know like IPAs and lagers and port. Yeah. Like I, I do. Well, you can tell you can tell the difference in beer, but even beer, like I don't know. I feel like if you're if if it's from like a local a local place, like I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like the price is not so much the thing, no, more so not. the kind of. Like beer. a beer, it, a place that's selling fifteen dollars beers won't stay in business. No, um, but I mean they have to because of what it goes into. I saw, yeah. I saw the, uh, I, I it was one of the guys from Noble Beast posted about this, and Noble Beast is the best brewery in the city, in my opinion. They got great beer, great food. The place is awesome, but they were kind of going back and forth with somebody about uh, charging six dollars for a beer, and they're like. You can't survive in craft beer if you're not charging six dollars for the beer because of what it goes into right. stand out and actually make a good one. But uh, 
Like I can just, but yeah, you're right. Like I've had eight, nine dollar beers before, but they're yeah. kind of unique and they're super high in alcohol. But yeah. I mean, like I think the most difference I can taste, especially in like lagers, because a lot of lagers end up tasting like like Bud Light. You know, they're just taste like cheap skunk. So when you come across yep. a good one, you're like, oh, that's why I like IPA because yeah. there's there's I feel like there's so much more of a unique. Flavor yeah, profile the to an the, IPA. The hoppiness level yeah. can go depending well, and on the what flavor, you like. Just the flavor profile outside of the hops. Just like, like uh, during the holiday season, they have like if you go from Thanksgiving, you'll get your pumpkin ales, mm-hmm. your apple ales, like, um, and then you have your winter ales. Um, those the flavor profiles are oh, drastically yeah. different than if you're just getting like a summer IPA. Yeah, yeah. like summer IPAs is like just the hops. But like if you get into like the 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 like the pumpkin stuff, it's like, whoa, I taste cinnamon notes, I taste oh, like yeah. you become a you become like a snobby like October oh, to I, January is the I best taste time. The, oh it's it's, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's great. So good. There's so many different kinds of of flavor because it's not just, oh, I want a beer to have a beer. It's I want that beer because it tastes better than all the other beers. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. and that's in the summer, you don't really get that because it's not like – like I like a – my favorite summer beer and it, for Ohio, it's nothing crazy. But it's just like the the uh, Bumbleberry, the Fatheads. Fatheads yeah. It's so good. It's just – it's such a simple – it's such a simple thing. But it's it's got such great flavor like compared to a lot of other summer beer is just kind of like eh, – it's just – an IPA. Yeah, so. and as much as I love like a good porter and a stout, I can't drink that in the summertime. Oh no, that's a winter. Like, yeah, it sucks, like yeah. I've 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 slowly like I'm a Guinness guy. I love a Guinness. I, also I love, love a good Guinness. So last night I was out at I was out at uh, Mahal's and I just I got a Guinness and I was watching comedy. I was just having a good it's time. An like, I love feeling. Guinness for a cold a cold evening. Even if it's just like brisk, it doesn't have to be freezing for a Guinness. Just like cold, but it can't be hot. Oh. Like I can't have a Guinness. No, no, no. It can't no, be like can't. ninety degrees and be like, "Here's a Guinness." No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. Well, most beer, like because you're talking about like because Irish beers, I love so many different kinds of beers, but still, my favorite beers are my favorite beers ever are like you know the Smithix Red Ales, like the yeah. old, like the which is those are the oldest beers in Ireland. Like those are still the best. They're super flavorful. They're smooth. Like people look at Guinness and think it's gravy. It's actually a pretty nice smooth beer. Oh yeah, very. And it's smooth. not high in alcohol. Yeah, no. It's it's actually a really it's a great great beer. Great but I beer. think people look at it and it's you know stout wise they they think it's going to be really heavy and yeah thick and, and sludge. Really, t- <laughs> it's, it's not, not. It's, it's super not. tasty. It's super tasty. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, I can do that with beer. I I I can explain a taste of something yeah. to somebody, but wine if I'm like it's dry or it's not or it's sweet. That's yeah, it. that's it. That's, that's all, all I, I can got. do. Yeah. <laughs> and like like with boo like you know with like whiskey or or, or bourbon, I'm like, well, you know like that burn that the you can burn, have. The burn, the yeah. burn varies. Yeah, it very much yes. it very much does. Yes. The, uh, my buddy just got me this like basil Hayden toast. Oh. It's smooth as shit man yeah i'll give you a little before you go okay yeah but it's a it's it's but you can taste that difference okay versus you know obviously drinking like a gene i think the best like the the best uh i am when it comes to i can tell this is expensive is with cigars i don't know how you might how much you've dabbled with cigars Zero. at all i've never Zero. Been, okay i mean i've okay. had them but i yeah i've, I've never liked okay. them truthfully so i didn't and I didn't dabble with them at all, but then my brother got into them, and uh, I 
have since gotten into them. And I'll like cigars on the low end are just like if you can find some really nice ones that are like a couple bucks. But the really nice ones, there it's such a difference in quality. It's one of the rare things that I think like spending more money makes sense even if it you're literally burning your money away <laughs> like because the literally the, yeah, yeah literally literally because the flavor of it is so much more like a different and that's why like with like the whiskeys or with a beer i can tell that yeah like i can tell oh that's a nice bottle but if oh, you yeah. give me a wine I don't know. Was, did you spend ten dollars? I, I spent five hundred. You, you could have made, yeah, you could have made <laughs> that like, your toilet. I don't right? Know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you did with that. This wine. could be prison merlot. <laughs> yeah, and and that's a shame since I I'm a a waiter at Olive Garden. I should know wines, but you know it's I well yeah I but you know but there's so few people out there that like if you were waiting tables in a brewery people would expect you because oh yeah but um, most people in the world just don't know about wine no they just don't no we like red we like white we like sweet or we like dry and i think because wine which is interesting because like back in the day like if you go like biblical times like wine wine was drank like water is today because water was undrinkable so people drank wine (laughs) so wine was common now, especially in the states, overseas, people still drink wine like it's water. Mm. Like that's a th- like France, like you you drink wine from a younger age because that's it's just on the table. You have bottles of wine and bottles of water. Like you drink those. But in the states, wine is a is like a you're uppity. Kind of like you're if you drink wine, you're like upper class. Yeah. Like if you if I'm 26, if my girlfriend and I are like, hey, let's get a bottle of wine. It's like, let's spice it up. Let's 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 do something a little more pricey, which we could just get a ten dollar bottle of wine. Like it's not pricey at all. But like that's like the vibe that wine has in the States. But like whiskey, beer, like beer is like, oh yeah, like "Ah, I crushed a six pack, you know, like it's not, there's no reverence for beer like there is for wine. Wine has an echelon of, of class. It's not. Well, also in those places like Spain and Italy and France, like it's, it's all when people hear, oh, they drink early, it must be a part. No, it's not. It's not. The, the, the culture is different. Like we, they don't, no one, no one in the world drinks the way that we do. No. Uh, it's just, it's just not the same thing. No. Um, yeah, they drink from a younger age, but they also just drink it as in it's part of dinner. Not yeah, let's get it's like up we today. have right. It's like we have this red wine to pair with this meat, and yeah. we drink it, and we're done. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's uh, and that's I love that you brought that because I do have I bought this book that's like the best beers to drink with. I mean, it, the book's like this thick. And, and it's like, and it's ha- like, have you tried anything from it? Oh, I have. I was, I, it makes I, complete sense. Yeah, and it probably has never steered you wrong. It's made. Com- <laughs> it makes complete sense. Yeah. It's like, hey man, if you're having like a like a steak sandwich or something like that, you yeah. want to pair like a like this dark porter. Maybe yeah, porter. On the yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like it's like that. It's brilliant. Yep. And I've it's even like breakfast stuff. Yeah. They're like they're actually there's a lot. They're like if you pair. And I think, like, the joke in the book is just, like, you also have to go to a place and be with people where it's okay you do this. <laughs> but there are some times, like, like, like the founder's breakfast stout, yeah. that's for a reason. Some of the stouts are actually really good with certain kinds of breakfast. And it's it, 
it's it's brilliant. It's ones that I wouldn't even think about, but like if you have something like this, so I kind of pay attention to it sometimes. If I know I'm going to go to a place that's going to have a good selection, yeah, and a wide variety of like, oh, I'm going to try. I'm going to. I want to pair them together, yeah, because I want to. Because I think I can get more out of that than pairing the wine. Because again, I just don't know that much about wine. Yeah, uh, and I can drink more beer too, you know, because I do. It just it tastes better to me, and I just enjoy. It. I like wine every time. Yeah. Like when well, I, I think I think beer pairs well with more things than wine does. Oh sure, like yeah. you can't have wine in a hot dog. No. But you could, you wouldn't want to, but you could have beer and pasta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, so you can drink beer with way more things than you could drink wine with. Very like if I'm having mac and cheese, I'm not drinking wine. No. <laughs> like, no. But if I'm having a steak, I'd have a beer. No. Yeah. You know, that's, so there's like, that's, that's the, the longevity of Yeah, you beer. can, you can with, you can get away with a lot more because there's so many more options. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. I do love it so much. <laughs> but yeah, when I found this book, the book is huge. Sure. And it's Well, it, there's so many beers. Yeah, there's so many well, <laughs> is it, that, it's just beer, yeah. Yeah, it's just okay. beer. Yeah. It's just beer. It's uh it kind of gives like the history of beer, like it'll talk about what pairs well and then it'll actually go into why. Oh, it's like it's okay. built this way. Like a brown ale really goes well with this because when you're, you know, brewing a brown ale, this goes into it and it, like it goes into obviously the all the senses, you know, olfactory, the yeah. smell, everything. It does it all. It's great. And I love that there's someone out there that just did this, yeah. and just like I'm just gonna fucking I'm gonna. Have you think spaghetti. they had guinea pigs for that book? Like, do they have I'd guys love to that be were? One. <laughs> I know. If right? they're like, I need you to have spaghetti for six times and yeah. try six beers. I'm like, yeah, God. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make you this really good steak and mushroom sandwich every day, and you gotta sip beers and tell me which one's the best. I'm like, like fine, fine. I'll sit through this. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. That sounds amazing. Wherever man. that job is, <laughs> sign me up. Uh, if I gotta move, I'll relocate. Yeah, Antarctica. I'm, I'm there. No, I don't need a relocation fee. I'll just go. <laughs> I'll just right. sell some shit. <laughs> yeah, firstborn kid. What? <laughs> yeah. I can't give him away. I've actually yeah. grown quite attached to him. That's fair. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I, if you said otherwise, I'd be very concerned. If you're like, oh man, I'm really hoping the second one's better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good with Tragic. him, man. He sleeps good. He eats good. That's kind of all I need out of him right now. Yeah. And he just kind of just hangs out. He likes to just sit in like the little pocket right here. That's great. And just watch, like we were watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles today. And just sat there, and he was just like, "I just, I'm waiting for him to like, talk. I'm so excited best. for the, I'm excited for the, for the conversations, Palooza, yeah. Where he's just like, why are dogs brown? Why are some <laughs> of them black? Why are some <laughs> of them brown and black? I'm like, let's just, let's fucking get into this, man. Let's you and me get into this. So I am excited for that part. Um, I'm not excited for when he gets older and he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> Which I don't know. I mean, 10? hey, I don't know when that starts. I don't know. I feel like if I maybe. Maybe I think this it's like anything it's kind of uh person dependent but like sure my dad like I, there's never been a point in my life where I've never wanted to talk to my dad like yeah. so I feel like it's really dependent on the relationship you have because like any time of day if my dad called me I'd be like oh cool it's my dad like yeah. and that's that's been the case my whole life like there hasn't been a spot where i've been like or my mom like my mom calls me if my mom calls me there is a part of me that goes uh oh what i do <laughs> but if my dad calls me i'm like oh cool like what what's up dad like yeah so i think i think it is kind of relationship based because there's there's some kids that are like i don't want anything to do with my dad but i love my dad yeah. I, just, I don't want to talk to him yeah, like, I don't know. There's like a, and I don't, I'm not a dad, so I don't know what that, 
I that think is that's life. why I'm paranoid about it because yeah, I, I, I sure. want it because I miss that with yeah. my dad, and I, I, you know, just kind of sitting around and hearing his, you know, seventy eight year old voice talk about something that he's like, I don't fucking care. That's so dumb. Yeah, I'm like, God, thanks, Dad. I thought it was dumb too. You know, like I, I, I think that's why. Like, because I had a good one with my dad, and I want. I, I'm just so paranoid about shit like that. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's going to happen no matter what. So we're going to get into it for sure. <laughs> yeah, but you're so. a good, you're a good guy. It's gonna it's gonna work out well. Yeah, just, that's that's the plan. He's got a good family nuclear. Like he's got, but he's got his grandparents on. Like I didn't have. I never met either of my grandfathers. Either one. Oh, I, wow. I, I was. They were gone before I was even born. Okay. So, but he's got his grandpa here. He's got two grandmas here. So yeah, I was very blessed when I was when I was younger. My parents had me. Young, not like super, super young, but my dad, I think they were in their early 20s. Like my dad was 22, my mom was 20, 21, and I think my dad was 23 and my mom was 21. So they were like early 20s. So my grandparents, both sides were still alive and I still had my great grandma and on, on both sides. So like I, I grew up and I was very blessed to have both sets of grandparents and some great grandparents and it's a whole different vibe when you grow up with that yeah. compared to without and like you were saying you without and that's yeah it's you do I, i'm not speaking for you but like there is something missing like i feel like i like if i didn't grow up with what i had like there would be something missing like that not like to that it would wreck me like i would still be able to obviously do life and be okay but like there is like i would look at other people and be like ah. Oh, that's special. Oh yeah, no, no, and like I, I did. I saw. Yeah. That. I had friends that had grandpas. Yeah. I had one where the grandpa lived with them. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. Because even like I had two grandmas, but like you know they both lived in several states away. I never sure. really saw them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for him having that here, I, I like that. Yeah. It was a different time though too because you say you're 26. Yeah. So I got yeah. a solid 20 years on you. Yeah, yeah. I just turned 46. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, you know, my grandpas. I mean, that was a time when. All the stuff we we're talking about, like cigars and stuff, they did yeah. that every single day. Right. <laughs> so they didn't last very long. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, no. That's that was just a very just different life. time. Like Peaky Blinders was a real vibe. Like where, like with the show we sell you now, like oh, they're drinking and smoking all day. People did. People that. did that. Yeah. That was like their lives. We in, talked like, about it last time I was here yeah. with uh, Churchill's drinking regiment. Yes. Yeah. Wild. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Wild, homie. You was... Think about some of these like like actor like Alex Hitchens was another one. Yeah. He yeah. um. You know, he he passed a couple years ago, but then someone kind of released, like, I mean, he was pretty open about it, too. I think he was drinking, like, two bottles of wine a day. Yeah. Or at the very least, one. And one or two doesn't really matter. It's a lot of wine to drink in a day. Yeah. And then do it again the next day and the day after. And to make that part of your, red, that that's a, that's just what some people did. Like, during COVID, that was probably the closest I ever got to being like, oh, I need to, I need to oh, check yeah. myself. Because, like. I was living alone. Like I had, I had moved out of my parents. Uh, COVID happened, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta go for a bottle of whiskey." Because I was getting that government money. You know, they were paying us to stay home. So I was like, oh, "I'll go get a bottle of whiskey, whatever." Oh no, I finished my bottle of whiskey. Did yeah. I just buy that yesterday? April was a weird well, month for me. <laughs> it's like I need to, uh, I need to, uh, to scale back. Like it got to a, it got to a, like I was okay. But it got to a point where I went in, and the 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 lady at the liquor store knew my name, and my order. Like I was, I had just turned twenty one the year before. So and right now I'm twenty six, and you would card me if you worked at a restaurant. Like yeah. that's like I I look You're young. young looking dude. So yeah. like it got to the point where she wasn't carding me, 
So like that's a problem. I was like, I I need to I need to, to stop doing this. Hey, I was <laughs> everything shut down in like mid February. March was just kind of just like a dark month and April shit got kind of off the rails for me because yeah. I wasn't working. My wife was. Yeah. So I was kind of hanging out by myself sure. all day. And there were days where, yeah, by the time 6.30 rolled around, I was pretty drunk because <laughs> I had nothing to do. I had yeah. nowhere to go the next day. No one is requiring anything of you. Zero. Nothing. And applying and, for jobs and that, was and you don't have you don't have kids at that point? Yeah. Like, none. You're, you're doing nothing. No one's requiring anything except that you are alive and you're there. My weekly ritual... Was to make sure that I just logged in to make sure I was getting my yeah getting my, my, COVID my, unemployment, and my unemployment money. Yep. that was it. Yeah, that was my weekly. I had something I had every alarm Monday set. morning. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. And there was nothing. I mean, nobody. I was applying for job. Nobody was even entertaining hiring somebody. First, first couple weeks, first well, first month, I was applying for jobs. Then I was like, why on earth yeah. would I apply for a job when I'm making? More money at home than I would being at the job I want to go get. Yep. And then I was like, till something changes, I'm just gonna live. So I did. Yeah. I went. I went hiking. I went camping. I like did all the like the social distance things that were like, all right, cool. You're out of the house, but you're like not spreading the virus or whatever it was. Yeah, but, I I think uh my friend did that. She was down in Tennessee. She's like. Yeah, I just hippied it up for like yeah. a couple months. Yeah, but yeah, I was one when I was with the COVID stimulus and then unemployment. I was making the same amount of money. Yeah, so I was making more than I was before. Yeah. It was wild. I was almost to the dollar making the same amount. I think it was maybe fifty bucks yeah. a paycheck more, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's not bad. I could do with that. <laughs> yeah, and everything. Not that we were doing it, but like you know, utilities. You couldn't. They couldn't get shut off anyway. So, because like it was illegal, like you can't shut off. Right. Everything was just kind of on hold. Right. There were stimulus programs. There were all these things that could almost encouraging you to not even look for a job. Oh yeah. But yeah, once at the end of April, I was like, I know no one's hiring, but I have to. I got to really get after this. And I got one in July, legitimately two weeks before my COVID money ran out. Uh, so I never really missed a beat money wise, sure. which was nice. That is nice. But and not a lot of people are that fortunate. No, there were not. a lot of people that are still dealing with the after oh, yeah. effects of it. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a very wild time right now. It's if you look on you know LinkedIn, if you're looking for a job, there's really two types of companies: ones that cannot hire people fast enough because they need workers all the time, and ones that aren't hiring and are probably laying people off. It's like yeah. two of those. That's it. Yeah, like we still haven't kind of figured everything out yet. No, and it's going to take us a while to do that. It is automation kicked in because, like you know, a lot of people. One of the jokes that we not a joke, but one of the things that we talked about was everyone kind of refusing to work. They called it the uh, the Great Resignation. Yeah, the Great Resignation, the lack of workers eventually was going to turn into lack of jobs yeah. because companies just adapted and now they're like, we actually we don't, don't need, need you, you anymore. Yeah. And that's a problem for a lot of people. It is. Uh, it's in and, then they're the, and then you add in the whole factor of AI. Yeah. AI is big and it's going to get bigger. AI has kind of taken over recruiting. Yeah. Um, Recruit, I don't know yeah. how well if it's going to get... For it's instance, still... for instance uh, you know, I have a server at Olive Garden as a day job just kind of make ends meet with my social media stuff because I get paid for my social media, but it's not quite yeah. full-time. Not there yet. Yeah. Uh, it's almost there. But uh, when I got this job at Olive Garden, when I applied, my whole interview process was set up through AI. Yeah. Like they 
and I didn't talk to a human until I went in for my interview, which is wild. Yeah. Like and that's and that's a very small scale. Yeah, like that's it's it's very uh, it's very automated now where they'll just they're just scanning resumes. And and, uh, and last time I was here, that uh, the strike was going on, the writers' strike, the yeah. actors' strike. Oh yeah, that's right. And that's only been over for a couple weeks. Yeah, like that's wild that that took that much time. Uh, but that was part of it. The AI they wanted to make sure that uh, there was no AI writing, there was no AI acting. Like they couldn't scan your face and just use you for eternity. I thought they were like trying that. to do that. So they were. That's for that. Was, so that that's what the companies wanted, and okay. the actors' guild was like, "No, you need to pay these people." So they that was on the, the thing. So that AI is it's scary. Oh, it's very scary. Like that. There's like I, I think there's benefits of it. There's I think there are there are benefits. places yeah. where it's good. Like uh, AI has been figuring out surgeries and figuring out like replacing like AI can create some like organisms to do transplants, and that's really cool. That's a yeah, benefit. Like a that hip we replacement need. will be like yeah. a Honda assembly line. Eventually. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, and that's that's good. I think we need that. But oh, I think so too. But I we also don't need. AI to run everything. No, I don't think so either. And the it's funny the uh, I I met so I do talk to other like podcasts and other creators that get offered to do things and other people that I know have reached out to me and said, "Do you know this podcast?" And this just happened recently. It's really really funny. Uh, my friend reached out and she was like, "Hey, this one podcast reached out to me," and I was like, "I have no idea who that is." <laughs> yeah. And uh, didn't didn't mean anything. I just there's a lot out there. I don't know. So she sent it to me, and I looked at it, and I I got to go back and find it. But it's a, it's basically it's tr it's very, it's not my cup of tea. Okay. Um, I'm not saying it's bad. Um, I'm certainly not going to say it was good. <laughs> but um, it was just it was just kind of goofy. But then I looked at she sent me the, a screenshot of the message, and I read it like four times, and then I figured out what it was. This guy clearly typed out a message, put it in chat GPT to make it sound better, and then spit it out and sent it to her as a request to come on the podcast. And I jokingly said, like, this looks like he put this in chat GPT to send you. Like, people don't talk that way. And then for like an hour, I didn't hear back from her. And then she's like, I think that's exactly what he did. So it's still not great in terms of, I think people really like that. Like, I've, I've tried writing a resume with it. It's still not great. No. You still have to tweak it. It's almost a waste of time, truthfully. But the, it is good at the things like I think where – and when I say good, I mean it is effective where it actually can do the job sometimes of like a recruiter where it can scan a resume for keywords to see if you want to even bother with that. Right. So you can't – and that's why mo so many recruiters have been laid off. Right. Because recruiting – HR and rec recruiting specifically is a luxury position. So as soon as a company start, stops hiring for whatever reason – you don't need recruiters anymore. That's why they're always the first to go. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, there are benefits to it. I don't think it's as dangerous across the board as everyone thinks. But stuff like that, when I found out they were, and that's exact. That's oh, the only reason they were doing that. They're like, we want to scan your image, and then we're just going to superimpose extras in the back versus paying them in the future. Yeah, that's very scary. It's wild. It's like no one watched Terminator. Like, am I the only person that saw that fucking no movie? No one watched any movie with AI. No. <laughs> Is Ever. there a movie called AI? There should be. They're on certain It's the areas. Alan Iverson bio. There it is. <laughs> the, Alan, <laughs> the Alan Iverson bio, yes. AI.
So what about I, I? You've been doing a lot of shows recently, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how's that? Because you're in the grand scheme of things, comedy wise, you're still kind of a baby. Oh yeah, I'm brand new. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm I'm just starting, and they're like seven years in. I've only been doing it since 2020, and I took a year off, so really only two years. Yeah, yeah. That's man. That's well. I'm glad that you had. A, I I think I've told you, but I want to make sure we're saying it on here. You were so well received at the Southern Tier show. Oh, good. I'm so glad. many people came up afterwards and were just like, "He was really funny." I'm glad. I'm glad. That, that was a really good way to kind of kick off the show. Good. And get people in kind of like a laughing, fun mood. But good. Like my everybody, my whole because I had like five family members there. My sister was like, "He was hilarious." <laughs> like just really, really. Everybody, yeah. Ken thought you were funny. Just Good. it did really, really well. I, that's Good. the reason I asked you because I, I thought you would be and you were. And yeah, it was a really good kickoff to the show. So Good. well, well Good. done there, man. Yeah, no, it's it's weird. It's one of those things that, and I don't know. I don't know where it's gonna go with my life. I don't know how where I'm gonna take it. I don't know how much better I can get. I know there's you can always get better. I'm not, that's not saying I can't get better it's me saying i don't know how much better i'm going to get um but like i'm only two years in and i feel very skilled and it's not a position of oh, i'm better than everyone else it's more of like a i'm two years in and i feel confident which is wild because there's a lot of people who get two years in and aren't doing things that i'm doing and that's that's no shade on anyone else, more so just I'm very blessed and very like weirded out by the fact that I am where I'm at. And it's it's very cool that I have all these opportunities and all these avenues to to try it and to to get better at it cuz I'm always getting better at it. I'm constantly writing new stuff and performing new stuff and trying new stuff and it's just it's a wild ride and it's only now almost three years in the making. I, I don't think that there's, I, I know it. I know what you mean. It's got to sound strange saying from a comedy age standpoint, you're still like a freaking fetus. Really. Yeah. Oh yeah. But so still feeling confident, but that is still a, that's still, I think, I think if we've mentioned it before, that's a personality trait. That's like speaking in front of people. So people, do, some people don't have an issue with that. Okay. Some people can get better at it as they practice it and the more times they do it, if you keep doing things, you will naturally kind of get better at it. Yeah, you can plateau. Yeah. But you obviously have that part where you're confident just getting up there. Because a lot of people, that's the that's an obstacle right there. Doesn't matter how yeah. funny you are. They're like, it doesn't matter. I can't get uh, up there in so front of people. people. That's it. Yeah. Because you want to play in front of people. And then you walk up there and like, holy shit. I mean, there was there's people <laughs> 60, 65 people at the the, the Southern Tier yeah, Show. Yeah, something about that's that. That's daunting to some people, yeah. you know? And right then that's... I'm fine with that. I understand that. Yeah. Um, but that's I a love hard that. Thing to get I love the more people, the better. I'm like, oh, this is this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a. But I. Sometimes I think when you, when you say things like that, I think you're you might think that you're sounding like like you're 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 boasting, but I don't think it's yeah. that way at all. Well, it's I an always, obstacle I, that you didn't have to overcome. Yeah, and I always, but I always, I'm very cognizant of sounding prideful just because. I'm very blessed to be where I'm at and I know that. And I I'm I also still have a lot of things that I could be doing better and could I have a lot I have a high ceiling. Like the ceiling is still like I'm not at my ceiling. 
like so so i i always i i'm always cognizant because i think there's people that like could hear me and be like oh well like like i just i don't know i just i'm very cognizant of it because i want people to know that like i'm working to get even better and get as good that i can get as humanly possible and try to do all the opportunities that i can get and not be like oh this gig is beneath me or oh this this like i I just, I just love it so much. Like any, any opportunity I can get to get on stage is, is cool. Like I just, I'm like, you like you, you hit me up and you're like, hey, do you want to, do you want to open another, do you want to open another live gig? Yeah. I was like, heck yeah, like that's awesome. Like I don't, I don't really care. Like I just, I'm doing all these gigs because I just, I love it so much. And uh, every once in a while, I'll get a question from a friend or a family. They're like. Why are you doing like this gig? Like that seems like beneath you or that seems like you're not getting paid enough or you're and I'm like because it's practice and I'm not the best. I'm good. Like I'm I'm I like to think of myself as funny. Like I I feel very strongly that I am funny, but I can get better. And I'm not going to get better if I just sit at home and wait for the offers for me to go out and do what I already do. I'm going to get better by going out and maybe doing a show that not a lot of people are going to do because I want to just get stage time and just try to be funny in front of an audience that might not find me funny. So, it's like, I, I think that's a great way to look at it. I really do. That's, I, it's, I've always, again, I, I think a lot of people that don't do comedy are fascinated by it because they don't, well, they don't understand that. Like you just kind of shot off a couple of questions that you've gotten from friends and family and because people don't understand that because yeah. people that just go see comedy shows, they go see comedy shows with 50, a hundred, 150, 200 people in the crowd. They're like, why would you go to a place that had 20 like people? 10. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you do that? Like why would you do that? If they're only going to give you like $10. You're like, yeah. well, because you know, I need to work everything out. I want to get yeah. better at it. Like the the more time I do it, the better. I mean, yeah. it's everything like and that. And people don't understand like you can write jokes till the cows come home. But until you do a joke on stage, you don't know if that joke works. Yeah. And you don't know if people think that joke is funny. And I always I say always. I've only been doing this for 2 years, but for the the time that I've been doing this, if I'm paid to be at a gig, I'm not trying new material at that gig. If I'm paid to be there, I'm doing material I know works and material I've done before because I know it's funny. I'm not trying new stuff. That's what the 10 people in an audience are for. That's what random biker bar in Illyria is for. That's what random I'm not getting paid. There might be a couple people in the audience, mostly comics, is for because... Those are the times to try out the new stuff. Try out stuff that might work, might not. Because when you're getting paid to be somewhere, those people are expecting, even if they're just giving you a little, little 10, little 20, whatever it is, those people are expecting somewhat of professionalism or they're not going to pay you to do it. And so I don't really... I, And that's no shade to people who do try new stuff when they're doing a paid gig. But for me... When I'm doing a paid gig, I specifically do stuff that I've done before that I know is proven. So if people are like, why are you doing this gig? I'm like, because I got new material I need to try. And so it's like, 
for basketball player, they're being paid to do the best on the court that they can do, which is why they practice for free, quote unquote. Like they're not practicing for fee. They have a whole like, you know, whatever. But like you're shooting free throws at 2 a.m. because you're being paid in the game to make those free throws. And that's the similar kind of process. Yeah. You hear like uh, fighters talk about this a lot. Fighters are like, no, no, no. My training to get to the fight is way harder than the actual oh, fight. Oh, yeah, the sparring is wild. Because I want to get, when I get in there, I, I want all the muscle memory, all the, the cardio that I've done to kind of take over so the fight is easier. Because that's that's where I make my money, yeah. is my actual performance night, yeah. not my preparation to it. And that's how so, I look at it from comedy, because if I make I make my money off of the paid gigs and not off of these little bar shows, but these little bar shows are what gets me the paid gigs because you're doing the work and you're trying out the jokes to then put into the live shows. What about talking to other comics about it? Like, I mean, I know, cause I know you do like, the, yeah, the, the, there's a community in comedy oh, yeah. where, before, during, and after the shows, you're all kind of rehashing a lot of things. And even non-show nights, where you're talking, you're talking about a show you did or anything like that. And a lot of them, and you mentioned some of them will do that. Like they they disagree with processes. Does does ever does that ever influence you to try something different for, from someone else? Um, yeah, it does. I mean, there's there's some people I talk to, and they'll be like, "I like what you did with this bit." Like if we're after a show, we're hanging out. Uh, why don't you try this kind of a thing? Um, or what about this kind of a thing? It there's a, I'm always open to suggestions from people because if if you're on your own mindset, <sighs> excuse me, uh, you're kind of pigeonholed into your own thinking of this is my joke. This is the way I want to tell my joke. We'll leave it at that. Same with the guitar solo. This is the way I want to play my guitar solo. But nine times out of ten, there's someone else in the audience or someone else, one of your peers, that's like, hey, if you add this lick, if you add this way of telling the joke, it might relate better. And so I think you're stupid if you don't at least listen to that and try it. Yeah. And there's a lot of times where I'll do a bit and a comedian will come up to me and be like, hey, man, Noah, this is a great set. Uh, what if you, when you did this joke, if you tried xyz and then next time i try it maybe it works maybe i'm like whoa that is the greatest and i keep that maybe it was not good at all and that person did not know what they're talking about fine but i do try it because it there's a lot of good ideas and there's a lot of people and it doesn't even matter really who it is because there's some people there's some people that maybe i don't find funny but they'll give me a suggestion that when I try it for myself works. So that doesn't mean that they don't understand funny. I just don't find them funny. But they still understand what is funny. If that makes sense. It does. So uh, I don't write anyone off even if I don't find they're funny. If they have advice for me, I listen to it. I might not take everyone's advice. But I, I'm really open about trying to listen to what people have. Because it, it's only going to make me better. It's not going to make me worse. And if it... If it makes me worse for the one time I tried and it doesn't work, okay. But then I tried it and I can't say that I did. Because if it if I don't try it and it's going to make me better, I'm missing out. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. 
you, unless you apply it. And this is, that's such a trial and error thing that you do. Like, you don't know if something's going to work. I mean, everything. Like, again, to, to again, people like me that are watching a comedy show, how, you know, if the comedy show goes the way it's supposed to go, we can't believe how, you know, it just, everything's great, everything makes sense, but you don't know what kind of goes into that. Or, like, right. you know, pauses, inflection, all those things that make, you know, a one-line joke maybe funny or a one-line joke maybe funnier if you stop at the fifth word or... You know, your inflection goes up at the seventh word, or you drop really hard on the. It's just there's so many things that can make something funny even funnier. Yeah, yeah. It's God. It's such a weird. And again, when you think about it, in such a condensed amount of time, it is to do something that that kind of you know, we masterful talking, in a yeah. short amount of time. We were talking about earlier how if you do five minutes, or well, if you do ten minutes, ten minutes for a good comic, it's like oh, he just did like five, you know, two five minutes. Oh, it's over like, already. Yeah. Oh wow, and if. A comic is not holding the audience for 10 minutes. It's like, whoa, have they been going for an hour? Oh, no, they're only five minutes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, they're five minutes in? What? It's just like, oh, my goodness. And that, and I've been there where stuff's not hitting and it feels like I need to fill time. But, like, slowly, slowly getting better and better. It's just like it's something you got to try. And you really got to – time is – telling jokes is easy. Filling the time with jokes is the hard part. Yeah. Like, you can tell jokes as much as you want, but it, it's finding the places in your joke to hold for laughs, to hold for the joke to set in, to to hold just to start a new joke, um, to fill that time. Because you can tell... If you're in your car and you're practicing material, if you have a three-minute bit, if you do that on stage, that three-minute could be one minute. Yeah. You it talk. could also be five. Yeah. Because if you rush through that three, that's one minute, and you're like, oh, shit, I thought I had three. I only have one minute. What do I do with the four? But if you slow down, then you have five minutes, and you're like, oh, shoot, I can't even get to the next bit that I had. <clears throat> yeah it's a it's an ever-changing it, it's again it's the the time constraints or the lack of time constraints is 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 something that i don't again if you've never done it you can't really explain it to somebody no. everything you said makes sense but again in real time like a like five minutes that are going badly what that feels like yeah versus five minutes going well you're like shit i'm out of time well if you think about it with anything it, just think about, as a listener, if you think about the one thing you're good at, if you do that for five minutes, you're going to feel like, oh, man, I thought I just started. Like, I just, yeah. I want to keep going. It's like that. Like, literally anything. Whether you, you crochet, maybe you've been crocheting, you're the best, you're the world's fastest crochet granny in the world. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but you could be crocheting for five minutes, and you're like, I, I just put the needles together like yeah that's what it's like it's literally anything that you're good at doing it for five minutes and be like oh man five minutes is nothing and then you get to 10 and 20 and, and it's the same thing if you the higher up you get the faster it goes by if you're good at it but the slower it goes by if you're not yeah yeah it's again again it could go on forever like the 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 
the scenarios and each little kind of intricacies with a, that can go into like a seven minute set at a bar down the street that goes yeah. into something like that. And and every set is different. I mean, you have some sets like I've done the same. I've got a few different sets now, but I've done, you know, a couple of my sets, three, four, sometimes 10 times. And every time is different because something I do this time might not be as funny as it was last time or something like last night I do Biden and I have this whole thing with Biden where when I start off with Biden, I go, like the just like I've done that before a couple weeks ago. It does okay, but they're like, "All right, get to the bit." Last night, I did <sighs> stitches. I, <sighs> stitches. I hold <sighs> stitches. Like so, it really depends on your audience because I can turn the <sighs> into like a minute bit, which is not a bit. It's just me going. <sighs> Like, that's, it's a stupid, like, phrase. It's not even a phrase. It's a sound. And that's, that's a minute. And if I have, if that's in a five-minute sketch, like, I've already made that a six-minute sketch. So it's, it's, it's very weird because some audience find things funnier than other audiences. And it could be a nuance. It might not even be a joke. Like, (sighs) is a joke. But if you do it four times that's just well because then people start going back to real time when right, they've actually watched right. him, like, like get to the point right President but Biden. if they find it funny yeah you can just go <laughs> <laughs> for like hours and people will still find it funny at least last night it's so it's very interesting because you could have five minutes and it could be 10 you could have five minutes and it could be a minute it's really depending on the audience and what you give them because also like the energy levels like if you go up there and you're like if your comedy is high energy and you're just like like if i do impressions like you have to have energy for impressions yeah if, if i just go up there and if i'm doing trump and i'm like well there's a lot of people that are quite frankly doing a lot <laughs> no you're you're right probably doing i've got well, you know, you look at lots of people, okay? They're probably sipping the best whiskey. I don't drink, but if I drank, okay, I would sip the best whiskey, okay? But, like, that's high energy. Like, if I lose the energy, it's just... There's an animation to doing something well, like that, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that's... I do impressions, so that's my line. But yeah. any comic, same thing. Like, you have to match the energy of the crowd or the energy of your jokes. Like, Marty... Marty Malloy, he's a one-line comic. Amazing. He was on the podcast recently. He's a genius. <laughs> Brilliant guy. If he does his stuff, I've seen him. If he doesn't have a certain cadence, the jokes don't land as well because the audience is like not with it. But when he has a when his cadence is controlled and it's punch punch punch, the he's the best comic in Cleveland. Like it's, 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 and, and every comic is like that. That's a great, he's a great example because 
maybe if when he's doing those one-liners and he's high energy, maybe it, it's not as maybe his straightforward kind of more deadpan makes those even funnier because he's just shooting it out, not acknowledging it, and moving on to the next one. Yeah, that's yeah. That and the, and there's there's comics that like you got to know what your what the energy level of your material is and match it or go over because if you undersell the energy of your material. Your material is not going to go as well. And you got to match the vibe of the crowd. Because if the crowd is super hyped up and you go up there and you're like, hi, I'm the next Stephen Wright. I'm here to do voices or impressions (laughs) or maybe nothing at all because fuck you. Yeah. Like that's not going to fly. No, it's not. not, You got to match the. And that's also like where show running comes in big because. If you're show running and you know, all right, I'm going to have a crowd that's going to come in. They're going to have some beers. They're going to be rowdy. I need to get a high energy lineup. Or I'm doing a show at a coffee shop. No one's had alcohol. Might be some caffeine. So it's going to be like a mid-level energy. Or I'm doing a show in a basement library. Like I need some guys who are very, I'm doing jokes about. Shakespeare like you know you you need to match the the vibe of your audience which is why show running is really hard because you got to find comics that match the vibe of your audience before you even know what the audience is really like you're just making a guess at that point yeah no that's true you're going off the atmosphere of the location versus you don't know who's gonna show up yeah yeah again so many moving parts that can make a 90 minute show Again, if it goes off well, no one knows all the things that went into putting that together. Yeah, it's uh, that's wild. I it, every time you bring up Biden, it's always I always think of the same thing because it's still <sighs> the funniest. He had the funniest joke I've ever heard in my life. I don't think he knew it was a joke. He was well, he definitely didn't know. He, he's just like, I'm going to tell you the most important thing that you're ever going to hear. Oh, yeah. uh, forget it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> up, America. I tell you. Most important thing you're ever gonna hear. I'm going to bed. <laughs> it's like, all right, thanks, Biden. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting couple of weeks, man. Well, a couple months. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I've been like the Super Bowl or the Oscars. I've been thinking about having a watch party for the debates. Oh. Because you should. I just, I'm. I know people don't like hearing it, man, but I think uh, I think uh, Biden's going to get up there in an hour-long debate, and people are going to be very scared about how little he can put together. It's and it's I don't know, man. I, I just think that that's a unless they pull the switcheroo and throw Newsom in there, which I still think they might do. I just I really I think the Democrats are very much banking that Trump is just going to be indicted so many times you won't qualify. Uh, that's the only thing Which I can think of because this is such a bad plan. Uh, they, I think the only, the thing that makes the debates interesting is if RFK gets up there. Yes, throw another. If RFK gets up there, there, then that's <laughs> RFK is another one. He's, there's a lot of people that we're doing. Uh, it's very Monsanto. There's a lot of people that dr- they put drugs in our water. Drugs in our water, and, and my dad was killed. They shot him. They shot him. He's dead. It's a. He has such an. It's his voice is so taxing. I've I've been doing it very briefly, uh, and I'm still working on it. 
Uh, Riley Nesbola, he's a comedian in the study. He has a very good uh, RFK. I'm still working on him. But by the time RFK officially runs, I mean, he's running now, but if, what, by the time the, the debates are around, I'll have him down. But that's it's kind of my RFK for now. But it's he's got such a hoarse voice because of his medical issues in the past. But Yeah, uh, and that's literally that will disqualify him. People will hear him talk oh, and yeah, be like, like, nope. Sorry. This guy can't run a country. I can't listen he to that guy for four like years. He can't sound like this and yeah. run a country. Yes. Everything how how can anybody expect me to kick North Korea in the balls? Yeah. It's just not going to happen. He just feels like he's out of breath after 10 cigarettes all the time. Yeah. I went for a five-mile walk in the woods. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like it, but I did. I did 45 push-ups just getting up this morning. It's funny when you think about it. These are the four best people we can come up with it's to run everything. A guy who sounds, <sighs> I can't feel my throat. Well, quite frankly, these guys are stupid. Okay, like, how is that? We have an avid, we have an angry New Yorker, a guy who sounds like he's been smoking Marlboros every day, and a guy who's falling asleep while talking to you. Yeah, it's like. That's it. Those Man. are our choices. That's what we have coming up here. Man. To run the show. <laughs> like, I love my... I love my grandparents, but... Mm -mm. I wouldn't want my grandparents running the country. No, man. I love my Mimi. I love my grandpa, but they should not be running the country. I ask my wife's... Both my, of my wife's dad questions all the time, and I every single time I ask him something, he's like, I don't know, whatever, I don't care. Both of... <laughs> both of... Trump, both Trump and Biden... RFK is a little younger, I think, but both Trump and Biden, they're older than my grandparents. It's like, why? Why are those guys the option? I don't know. That it mind boggles me. Like they're only I, separated by like two years too. I know, which is and, wild. And Trump, Trump acts like he's so much younger. He's like, he's so old. It's like he's two years older than you, bro. Like I. Just, I meet people at work that are 10 years older than me. I think I'm the same age. Like, I feel... How do you look at Biden? Like, I, I know he's Sleepy Joe, but, like, you're not that much far behind, no, man. No, I don't... I'm... Like, I, I look at Trump, and I'm like, you and Biden are the same person. You just have different diseases. Like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They both have equally bad medical problems. But, Why? yeah, I... Uh, as, as, as funny as I think... When I've thought about having like a, a watch party for the debate, I think it would be funny for about ten minutes, and then I think the everyone in the room would be like, "I can't believe how bad this." Yeah, I, I we're in such a bad place right now, and it would stop being funny right away, and then everyone would look at me. I like, mean, at least RF why do you think this is funny? At least RFK you can have on a podcast, and he can make sense. Like, yeah, you don't want to listen to this guy talk for five hours. Yeah. I had a problem listening to him for an hour on the Joe Rogan podcast. This was very hard to yeah. do. Yeah, it's like it's hard to listen to that. Like, you can't listen to Mitch McConnell on a podcast. First of all, this is Mitch McConnell on a podcast. Uh, what you have to realize is... And everyone's like, did his mic and go everyone's out? And everyone's like, did, he, did his mic go out? Is there a problem? It's like, no. Mitch, are you okay? Like, the... You can't have guys run the country who no, can't be on a podcast. That lose their train of thought. Like, 
The yeah no. Who, who I already forgot her name. Who was the, the she just passed recently, but she was. Uh, they were in the middle of a vote, and it was her turn. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, and it's she's like ninety years old. Yeah, and, and my entire we need time term limits with for, all of them. I'm yeah. just like, where are these people's families? Why is no one pulling them aside? Like, hey man, you uh don't really need to be doing this anymore. Why don't you just relax? Because that woman was just like, "What was it, what, uh, due to the?" And they're like, "Just say yay." Because they're who they are. They are. Yeah. They're just like, "Okay, we'll let them be who they are." Yeah, that shouldn't be happening a lot where we run into people no. that lose their train of thought and then, due to being old. And then this whole Republican debates right now. It's like. You guys are all arguing to see who's going to be Trump's VP. Yeah, it's like you're not, not even you're not even actively in the running. Like as much as they would like to be, all of those people are not passing Trump. No, this is like the NAIA tournament. Like, yeah, we'll watch, but yeah, you guys aren't really. It's winning like the anything. NIT. Like, yeah, no one cares. Everyone cares about March Madness. No one cares about the not in tournament. Like, yeah. it's just like. Okay. This is the losers bracket. Yeah. Like, wait, this is this is cute. We appreciate that you guys all got dressed up for this, but none of you are winning. And it's just it's just it's tragic that the these are the options. Like we just that's where we are, man. I don't think anyone good wants that job anymore. I think the job just sucks. Well, yeah. You're dealing with it's like being a stand-up comic. Like you can't say anything without scrutiny. Well, yeah. I mean, now like if you're a president Half the country hates you. <laughs> yeah. Half the country already dislikes you. Or at the very least is apathetic to you even being there. So I'm but trying, hey, that's, again, where we are. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last president that, like, really had both. Um, you Honestly, I think you have to go all the way back to Clinton. Clinton was at least, he had a high approval rating. Yeah, Granted, he did I, other things. I think before, before the Monica Lewinsky thing, he was probably it. Yeah, I think he was because even, but even like you know, he was still kind of moderate. Then after think. that, you have to go back to like FDR, probably. Because, but they're just you. That's how far back you have to go to, where. But again, it was just a different time. Like, well, also Democrats were different, Republicans were different. Oh, like, everyone's you know, Democrats, different. It's such it's changed dramatically. I mean, like, the Clintons publicly campaigned against gay marriage, and they were Democrats. You know, when, yeah. you know, Clinton was very much Clinton's like, look, I'm fine with abortion, but rare and safe. Yeah. Not all the time. He's like, he's like, everyone calm down. Like, this isn't a badge of honor. It's just a different time. Yeah. Like, he'd probably be considered a Republican now. I am a Republican. <laughs> I love shooting my pistol. I didn't tell you what kind of pistol. I just love shooting it. I love what I can do. I'm old and I can still do a lot of things. It's great. <laughs> I was on the Buttergrid Up podcast and they were like, this is wild because we're like interviewing like 200 people right now. Oh, yeah. They're like, we are interviewing you, but like at any moment we could be interviewing Sylvester Stallone. I was, <clears throat> well, you know, it's like, yeah, there's... Here in the basement, you know, doing a lot of love voices, a lot of silly stuff, you know. It's, we're here with some mask on the counter up there. I don't really know what it is. It's some kind of scary mask. It's, what is that, Michael actually? Michael Myers. Michael Myers? Yep. Okay. 
It looks very stretched out. It's a that the Michael Myers mask looks like it's made for a big head. Oh yeah, it's uh, got one of those where it's like a really loose neck, so it can fit anyone. Then you have oh, to tie it up. Okay, okay. I was but, like, that's uh, a very stretchy yeah. face. Most, uh, pretty much, most things okay. down here were gifts from guests or someone that's going I on. Got so. you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, that's a. Uh, yeah, it's like having a, it's like interviewing a schizophrenic, but you feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's no danger. <laughs> no. <laughs> no danger. <laughs> He's not in trouble. Shit. That is funny. That is exactly what it's like. Because you, you said you have 200, right? Roughly. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a fuck. I don't know 200 people. It's a lot. <laughs> it's crazy. Sometimes you just start doing voices in your head. Yeah. <laughs> and I just switch, too. I'll be in the car, and I'll just... Being in the car with me is wild. I wish there was a camera set up where people just, like, could watch me live because I'm just I'm narrating my whole thing. I'm like, does it, there's not even a voice. It's just me being weird. It's, In the quarter mile, you're turning right. <laughs> it's like, what is that voice? I don't know. Just, just talking, and that's how I discover new voices. Like I have a friend, um, he's uh, hiring me to do the uh, voice for an animated TV series that. Hasn't come out yet. I don't have all the details, so I'm not... I don't know if I'm signing an NDA or any of that, so I'm not really going into details. But I'm doing some sort of voiceover work for a TV series. And uh, he was like, I'm going to have you do this voice, but like, how many voices do you think you could do? And I was like, all of them. <laughs> he was like, he was like, no, but like, really? I was like, really? Like, yeah. whatever you want to pay me for, I'll do. Like, I, I, I can, I come up with, unique voices all the time so like voiceover is like a huge thing i also like really want to keep getting into because i in the pandemic i did a lot of um audiobook narration um amazon has a self-publishing service yes and uh you can publish your own books that you write and then you can get audiobooks published for them so i did a lot of work through amazon and i did a lot of audiobooks for cookbooks I'd never thought about something <laughs> like that, but it actually makes sense to do that. Yeah. Because you're reading the instructions off of someone is actually yeah. cooking. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. It's a lot easier than having to read while you're cooking. Yes. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So I did a lot of audiobooks for cookbooks, and it was very lucrative, and it was great. But I, I just love voiceover. Like, just talking to a mic and doing the voices is, is just so much fun. And creating, especially when you have creative freedom. Like, I did... <laughs> One of the first books I ever did. I didn't end up finishing it. So if you look it up, you're not going to find me as the, the voiceover guy. Because I, I, I'm not a... F My comedy is pretty clean. I'm not a foul mouth guy. But I, I, I swear, I, I have... I make sex jokes every once in a while. But, like, I do have a limit. Like, I'm not a... I'm not, a, I'm not like an Eddie Murphy kind of like, whoa, that's a lot. Uh, so I was reading this book... And I did, a, I did the audition for it. They're like, we love your style. We'd love to hire you. So I start doing it. And I'm reading this book. And it's about people that can turn into dragons. And I was like, this is a cool fantasy book. So I'm reading this book. And then all of a sudden, it's like chapter two, chapter three. It turns into a, a gay dragon orgy. And I was like, 
um, that I had to back out of the project. I was like, I can't, like, I can't in good conscience, like, not that there's anything wrong with gay people. If you want to do orgies, that's a you thing. Not, there's nothing wrong with dragons, but the three of them combined was not my vibe. And I was like, I was like, that's not what I'm going to narrate. Cause it was like, the dragon was like, I'm, you know, pulling my 15 inch whatever out and so does that? yeah like it oh, was yeah. detailed and i was like this is not my brand i can't put i can't put my name on this dragon orgy like, this is not not okay it might come back to haunt you yeah like, yeah i was like if i'm doing clean comedy a, a gay dragon orgy is not what i want to be known for so <laughs> like i was like no so i needless to say bef uh, going forward every time i auditioned for a project i kind of read the book ahead of time not the whole book but like the summary of the book to really get like that whoa just make sure that blindsided me yeah, i thought sure. it was just like dragon like cool like people turn into dragons and they were trying to save their homeland and that's all this kind of a big turn, just like though. a fantasy and yeah. i was like whoa why are we doing this yeah that's a big <laughs> like, turn because then you're like, I kind of want to finish the book because I don't know how this applies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly how was. How does this I was fit like, in? I was like, I have the manuscript now. I might as well read this. I'm not going to get paid for it, but I'll enjoy it, I guess. Well, next time, just be like, this isn't for me. Yeah, no, I did. But I do know somebody yeah. and just said, I'll do it. You said it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I have very little limitations. I, <laughs> like you said it, I was like, I could, I could do that. Yeah, no, I was like, I can't. Like, dragons, fine. No, no it's not, not. There's me. no way that had anything. That, how? How does a gay dragon orgy have anything to do with any? Name the story where that word I don't even know where that was. I don't even know how going? that came up. Like, how is that even? No. It's a coming of age of, of dragons where they're just like, I, you know what? Let's get let's just get right into it, you know? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. No. Yeah. I don't know. What do you got coming up, man? Oh, man. Besides the, our, the show that you're going to do with, with yeah. me, which I'm excited about. I am. I'm I'll excited about that, yeah. too. Yeah. Um... I have, let me see, I'm doing a, uh, a show at the end of January um, in Missouri. Uh, it's, a, it's a private gig, but I might be trying to tack on, um, there's a funny bone in St. Louis. I might be trying to tack on a, a, an appearance at that funny bone, uh, but that's in the, in the works. Uh, the 22nd of December, I'm doing a show out in Elyria. Um, that has a pretty good lineup of comics. Let me let me see if I can slide this one uh, on my phone here. Where are we at? Because he messaged me about it. I want to promote it properly so it's not... Uh, where is it? Uh, that's not what I want. There we go. There it is. Yeah, so uh, David Morales is... Uh, is hosting it, but it's uh, December twenty uh, second. It's out in Illyria. Um, it's got uh, Steve Murs, Anthony Mayo, myself, and uh, uh, Ray Roberts. Um, it should be pretty good. It's it's gonna be a fun night. Um, if you're not doing anything the twenty second, it's out in Illyria. I think tickets are ten ten bucks. I think, um, but that should be fun. Um, I'm kind of just um, booking myself as things pop up. I think I have. I don't know, three or four booked shows in the next couple months. But um I'm pretty I'm just really just trying to get out there and just 
yeah. do as much stuff as possible. So once again, the show sounds funny. Uh, I do know Morales. Yeah, uh, he's been on here before. He did two shows. My first two comedy shows, he did. He was a. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, he hosted the roast battle that we did. Over oh yeah, sure, sure. Was amazing. Yeah, and uh, I had a great conversation with Ray Roberts here. Uh, he because yeah. he's Milwaukee, I believe, yep. based. Yeah. Um, and uh, when he came in town, he popped in and had a really that guy's awesome. Yeah. Really funny guy and really really cool. I mean, he's similar to you. We just sat down and talked everything for two hours. He's yeah. just I really liked him a lot. I've been following him following him ever since. Yeah. Um. That's awesome, man. Yeah. But yeah, so for uh, uh, anyone that is interested, um, it's a little ways out, but February 10th in Akron uh, at Musica. It's a big place, really good place in Akron. And uh, I the, the owner reached out after the Southern Tier show, actually, since it worked out. There you go. And uh, a couple other places like them and a couple other ones I'll tell you about after. I, don't, I can't say them out loud. But uh, I've been kind of reaching out, so we're going to go down there. Um, Ken's going to be there. Andre Knott from The Guardian's Reporting is going to be the guest. Uh, so he's going to be there. And Noah's going to kick things off just like whoop, he did whoop. at Southern Tier. Yeah. It's a big place, expecting a very big crowd. I'm really, really excited about it. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah. this is awesome. I'm glad. Three times. We'll get you in more. Don't worry. Heck yeah. We'll get you yeah, up there. No. Yeah, we'll thanks, get you up there. Thanks for having Don't me. Don't worry about it, man. No, you're it's always great. welcome to come back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was Cake it. Cake and whiskey. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Cake whiskey and whiskey, and man. Cake, whiskey. Yeah. Gay dragon oranges. There you go. <laughs> We've covered it all today. Everything, <laughs> everything. Matt Matt Reif too. Matt Reif. Yeah, everything. We've done it all today. WNBA. So. Again. The WNBA. Well, they'll they'll catch on eventually. Eventually, we are going to be the WNBA's biggest promoters by the end of the. Oh, by, by the end I'm of our run. next year, we'll be the like the the sportscasters. We'll be the commentary. We'll have yeah. our own TNT show, the WNBA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can just do impressions of Shaq and Chuck the whole time. You know, Ernie. Ernie, these these girls are shooting. They're not dunking the ball. They ain't doing anything. Man, that's terrible. These women are fantastic. They're they're shooting the ball at a clip that Steph Curry could only dream of. Man, that's it's it's going wild. You know, Kenny, Google me, Chuck. Google me. I know more about you. I know more about basketball. I won chips. You didn't win anything. You did nothing. Hey, man, I'm talking about the WNBA. We ain't talking about ourselves. We're not talking about the NBA. We're talking about the WNBA. Women playing basketball, man. <laughs> it's the funniest show on television that's not labeled comedy. I know. It's, it's such so, a good joke. Inside the NBA is amazing. It's just fantastic. That Those show guys. is so unbelievably good. that Someone is really missing the boat by not putting Shaq and Chuck on a reality show. They need to Because I would be. watch that. Yeah, they need it's to It's so be. funny. It's great. That's great. Well, that's it, bud. Thanks again for coming. Of course. Uh, everyone, please uh, you know, check, keep checking out the Killers Podcast. Appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Whiskey and cake. Good Whiskey episode, and cake. Bud. Thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate it.